Good evening. I'm Anthony Robustelli, author of I Want to Tell You, The Definitive Guide to the Music of the Beatles, and this is the Beatles' multi-track meltdown. Each week I'll be playing stripped-down, deconstructed mixes of classic Beatles songs, highlighting different instruments and vocals in a way that will truly amaze you. Imagine sitting in the control room at EMI Studios and having the opportunity to peel away the layers of a song, discovering new elements that you never knew existed. This is the closest you can get to that experience. So sit back, tune in, and enjoy the Beatles' multi-track meltdown. Last week, we aired the first of two multi-track meltdown shows from the Chicago Fest for Beatle fans while I'm in London and Liverpool during International Beatle Week. Once again, we're going to start the show with an acapella set, followed by day two of the live multi-track meltdown show. Enjoy. Last night I said these words to my girl I know you never even tried, girl Come on, come on, come on
body so I'll go I would hate my disappointment to show There's nothing for me here So I will disappear If she turns up while I'm gone Please let me know You're gonna lose that yes, girl. Yes, yes, she gonna lose that girl. You're gonna lose. Yes, yes, she gonna lose girl. that girl. If you don't treat her right, my friend, you're gonna find her you're gone. You're gonna find her gone. 'Cause I will treat her right, and then you'll be the lonely you're one. Not the only one. You're gonna lose that yes, girl. Yes, she gonna lose that girl. You're gonna lose. Yes, yes, you're gonna lose that girl. I'll make a point of taking her away from you. Watch what you do. Yeah. The way you treat her, what else can I do? You're gonna lose that girl. You're gonna lose that girl. You're gonna lose that yes, girl. Yes, yes, you're gonna lose that girl. You're gonna lose. Yes, yes, you're gonna that girl. lose that girl. You're gonna lose. Yes, yes, you're gonna lose that girl. I'll make a point of taking her away from you. Watch what you do. Yeah. The way you treat her. What else can I do? If you don't take her out tonight, she's gonna change she's her mind. She's gonna change her mind, and I will take her out tonight, and I will treat her I'm kind. I'm gonna treat her kind. You're gonna lose that yes, girl. Yes, she's gonna lose that girl. You're gonna lose. Yes, yes, she's gonna lose that girl. You're gonna lose. Yes, yes, she's gonna lose that girl. Say about the things that you do You're telling all those lies 
About the good things that we can have if we close our eyes Do what you want to do And go where you're going to Think for yourself cause I won't be there with you I left you far behind The ruins of the life that you have in mind And though you still can't see I know your mind's made up You're gonna cause more misery what you want to do And go where you're going to Think for yourself Cause I won't be there with you Although your mind's opaque Try thinking more If just for your own sake The future still looks good and you've got time to rectify all the things that you should Do what you want to do And go where you're going to Think for yourself cause I won't be there with you Do what you want to do And go where you're going to Think for yourself, cause I won't be there with you Think for yourself, cause I won't be there with you They put the two together, and what we end up with is A Day in the Life. One of the cool things about this was the drums were overdubbed after the basic tracks. So on the basic tracks, Ringo played bongos, George played maracas, John played acoustic guitar, and Paul played piano. The drum part's one of the most phenomenal drum parts in rock music. It's completely inventive, and it doesn't just play a beat. His Ringo's a left-handed drummer that plays right-handed, so a lot of times he starts his fills, as, as he likes to call them, his funny fills. He starts them in a place that no other drummer would start them. So a big part of this song is the drum fill. So we're going to start with um, the acoustic guitar and piano, but we're going to really highlight the fills. And another interesting thing is during the middle section, um, after Paul McCartney's part, there's the whole ah part that everybody always thinks is John Lennon. We're going to solo it today, and I'd like to hear afterwards who you really think it is. So here is A Day in the Life.
just won the war A crowd of people turned away But I just had to look Having read Dragged a comb across my head Found my way downstairs and drank a cup And looking up, I noticed I was late Found my coat and grabbed my hat Made the bus in seconds flat Found my way upstairs and had a smoke And somebody spoke and I went into a dream So during that ah section, it doesn't really sound like John when it's by itself. It's definitely Paul. Something I never realized. I think everybody always, with you hear, when you hear everything else, it feels like a John part, the way he sings it. But by itself, it's obvious it's Paul. So I, t I was talking to somebody the other day about that, and they were like, now that you've told me that, I can never hear that song the same way again. <laughs> so 
right, we're going to skip ahead to another song from 67, uh, another John song, uh, his masterpiece, Strawberry Feels Forever. The song was originally recorded a little bit more straightforward, and over the course of a number of weeks, it was recorded four different times. John eventually figured, oh, I like the first part of this version and the second part of this, but they were in different keys and at different tempos, and he left it to George Martin and Jeff Emmerich to try to figure out a way that they could be put together. And they found that if they slowed one down and sped one up, they could actually make it sound like one piece. We're going to hear a mix today that's going to highlight some of the parts that you don't really hear as much uh, in the final mix. So things are going to be coming in and out, but this is definitely going to sound different than what you're used to. So enjoy.
So John had his Strawberry Fields Forever, and Paul had Penny Lane. Paul originally started writing it after checking out John's original lyrics for In My Life, where he was a lot more specific about places. It wasn't as vague and abstract. And John had named places, and one of the places he named in his original lyrics was Penny Lane. And it gave Paul the idea, once they decided that the lyrics weren't going to be so specific, Paul had the idea of, oh, well, I'm going to create a song that is specific, and I'm going to talk about Penny Lane in particular. Um, the song was recorded with a number of piano tracks. McCartney originally recorded this song. The basic track was just piano and vocal, but there ended up being five piano tracks, um, one of which was played by George Martin, one was played by John Lennon, and the other three were played by McCartney. Uh, we're going to strip it down and focus on some of the other elements as well. So this is Penny Lane. Penny Lane, there is a barber showing photographs Of every hand he's had the pleasure to know And all the people that come and go Stop and say hello On the corner is a bank of the motor car The little children laughing him shelter in the middle of the roundabout a pretty nurse is selling poppies from a tray and though she feels as if she's in a play she is anyway Penny Lane the barber shaves another customer we see the bankers So Strawberry Fields Forever and Penny Lane was the first single the Beatles released since Love Me Do that didn't reach number one. Does anybody know what song kept them out of number one? Not you, Robert. <laughs> it was Release Me by Engelbert Humperdinck. And Paul's been quoted as saying, 
they didn't really mind it so much because, you know, when something like Release Me is the one that's number one, you're not really competing with that. So they didn't feel so bad about it. But it had to actually be a little hard for them because this was one of their most innovative singles. It was such a departure from where they were, you know, months earlier. And to put this out and all of a sudden be number two, I, I still think it had to be a blow to the ego. So we're going to fast forward now to 1968 and a McCartney song that was written while in Rishikesh called Back in the USSR. Definitely a pastiche of the Beach Boys. The backing vocals are very Beach Boy-like. And, you know, a mix of Chuck Berry and Beach Boys. We're going to focus on a few different elements. One of the things about this song and the next one I'm going to play is that Ringo had quit the band during the White Album sessions and didn't play drums on the first two songs on the White Album, Back in the USSR and Dear Prudence. On both of them, Dear Prudence is all McCartney on drums. Back in the USSR, McCartney laid down the basic drum track, but John overdubbed snare and some drum fills were added by George. So it's the three Beatles making do with no Ringo. So we're going to really focus on some vocals and some drums on this one. Back in the USSR. Oh, let me tell you, honey. Hey, 
great example of what a phenomenal drummer McCartney could be. I mean, the drum fills at the end there, very Ringo-ish, a little sloppier, but it definitely has a, a feel to it. Uh, McCartney would go on to play drums on a number of his own solo records, and we're going to play a McCartney song right now also from the White Album, one of my favorites written about his dog, Martha. And one of the best parts, I think, of this song, it's a great piano part um, that drives the song and, and puts it all together. But the horn arrangement by George Martin is the, one of the highlights for me. So we're going to focus on piano, but we're going to be soloing the horns for part of it as well. So here's Martha, my dear. Thank you. 
We're going to move forward to 1969 and a song written by John Lennon during the Get Back sessions, Don't Let Me Down. Lennon at this point was really having a hard time coming up with material. And if you listen to any of the outtakes of Get Back, you could see that it was just not a good time for him. He wasn't really into it. He was very lazy about his own songs, even looking for a lot of inspiration from especially Paul and George. And it's George who actually came up with the guitar lick for this song, which is such a signature part of the song that people just assume that it was with the song when John brought it in. But John had been playing around with the song. There were actually a number of uh, takes of it with a whole different section that got dropped with different chord changes. But this one we're going to really highlight the guitar and the Fender Rhodes played by Billy Preston. Billy Preston was brought in during these sessions by George. They had met him when they played with Little Richard in Hamburg and in Liverpool. Billy Preston was his organist. And they struck up a friendship, and when things were going bad in the studio, George decided that they needed a little help, and they needed somebody to come in and, you know, ignite the situation and get things moving a little better, just the way he brought in Eric Clapton during While My Guitar Gently Weeps. He brought in Billy Preston. And the mood definitely changed. They were a lot more excited about having such a great keyboard player in their midst and playing their songs and being able to do what they were, you know, what they intended to do, play live and have a keyboard player and someone as good as Billy Preston, he added a lot to every song that he played on. And this one is no different. This Rhodes part on this is, is excellent. So we're going to really highlight that on this one. Don't let me down. One, two, three, four.
Don't Let Me Down. A great performance and possibly the most out-of-tune Beatles song ever recorded. Between McCartney's bass being the intonation on the high notes being really off, and there's one note on the Fender Rhodes that Billy Preston is constantly playing that's so out-of-tune that the whole thing together, a great performance, but definitely an out-of-tune performance. We're going to feature Billy Preston on this next song as well. One of the songs from Abbey Road, Lennon's I Want You. I always loved the song, but I always felt like the organ was mixed far too low. It's such a guitar-heavy song that the organ gets lost, and it's my favorite part. So I'm going to really, I'm going to solo the organ a number of times during this song. Um, so this one's I Want You.
I want you. We're going to close today's show with what I call the Lost White Album track. Um, George Harrison produced an artist, Jackie Lomax, in 68, and he wrote a song for him called Sour Milk Sea. What I did was, uh, on the Sour Milk Sea, Ringo played drums, Paul played bass, Eric Clapton played guitar, along with George, and Nicky Hopkins played piano. So, you know, besides John, everybody else was playing on it, which at that point had become quite normal for John not to partake in all the sessions. What I did for this is I took... George's demo, where he's singing and playing acoustic guitar, superimposed it on the rhythm section of Jackie Lomax's version to get what I think would have been a great addition to the White Album. So we're going to close with Sour Milk Sea.
Thanks a lot for hanging out. I'm Anthony Robustelli. Uh, I'll be in the marketplace if you want to come pick up my book. And be sure to tune in every Sunday night, 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific, to Beatlesarama.com for more multi-track meltdown. Thanks again. Well, Beatle fans, that's it for tonight. I hope you enjoyed this different spin on the Beatles' multi-track meltdown. I'm Anthony Robustelli, author of I Want to Tell You, The Definitive Guide to the Music of the Beatles, Volume 1, 1962-1963. Tune in every Sunday night at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, to hear deconstructed mixes of classic Beatles songs, solo recordings, live cuts, and much, much more. You can pick up my book at Amazon.com or on the website, TheBeatlesIWantToTellYou.com. See you next week.